Guys, what's going on and welcome back to, of course, another episode of the Arsenio Bug Show. Man, I'm bringing to you some juicy stuff today. Man, I had a very, and I mean a very compelling question. Guys, another Q&A. You know, I love doing these Q's and A's, but you know what? Someone told me, they said, why do you do Tough Mudder? You know, I was just recently uh, talking in one of my uh, YouTube videos about, you know, proper service and, of course, me enduring in some... Uh, some riggedy diggity dack service out there in Sedona, Arizona last time around. And um, it was very, very interesting how there was a guy, a gentleman, that was standing right behind me and my friend, my friend and I. And he asked me, he's like, Tough Mudder, why do you do it? But I never really made a podcast in terms of why I do Tough Mudder, in terms of why I ended up doing another two Spartan races in like three different countries. So here it is. Guys, man. As always, you know this story. Now, a lot of you don't, okay? First and foremost, shout out to my folks out there in Bangalore, India. Uh, I see Noida, India. There are a lot of Indians tuning into my podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the party. Um, there are so many people from around the world who are starting to tune in. So it's very, very exciting to see this community grow and grow and grow. But a lot of you probably don't know the story. And so I'm going to give you a nice little brief overview of the story. And again, I got people out there in Australia who are tuning in, in Lagos, Nigeria. We got Brussels, you name it. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a background. So guys, listen, I've been living here for about five, good five years, a little bit over five years now. And I've endured in some racial hatred here. And was it hurled at me from the men? No, it's from a woman perspective. I just wasn't good enough to them. And I ultimately let it, you know, I let those opinions recreate a reality that didn't exist. So in 2015, man, this was probably the last year, and it had to be one of the worst years because, I mean, it wasn't even just racial comments. It wasn't just like, black man, low-class pimp. It was like, hey, I'll get you banned from my country. I'll get dangerous people to kick your face in. I swear, I I kid you not. Okay, maybe I wasn't on the right websites. The websites were probably terrible and stuff in terms of trying to meet people, but it was absolutely abhorrent if I could actually use that word properly. And here I am. I said, man, enough is enough. I said, enough is enough. 2015, I said, okay. Saved up enough money, had myself a job. And I said, I'm going to Australia. I said, I'm going to go to Australia. I'm going to do my first ever Tough Mudder. Now, a lot of people, they compete in the Spartan Ultra Marathon. They, uh, uh, they compete in the world's toughest mudder, the Spartan Agogi, which is a 60-hour, no-sleep, hell-on-earth type of event. Um, and the thing is, if you actually listen to a lot of these people who do it, they do it because they're trying to overcome a very, very uh, a part of their life that seemingly has them in quicksand. So obviously, you know, after going through so much through that time frame, especially in 2015, I said, OK, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this tough mutter. And just like David Moore, that recent podcast I made. That first 10KM was fun. It really was. It was really, really fun. I had the shoes. The shoes probably weren't the best. My Under Armour shoes at that time, the rocks were getting in. I didn't have anything proper. It was just terrible. But it was really fun. And the next thing you know, we came up on the 8 to 9KM part of the race, and I just felt a wall come up in my head. And when that wall came up, that was it. Everything I had faced in Thailand for the last two years was right there, right in front of my eyes. And so I'm just like, I'm just like, am I going to quit? Because if I quit, I quit on Thailand too. And I'm going to go back to America and go back to doing whatever it is. Because I just cannot take 
the opinions of others anymore. I can't take the negativity. I can't take the pessimism. I was going to ultimately let negativity steer me to some of the darkest parts of my life if I had quit that day. And so at that 9 k.m. mark, I remember there was a specific, you know, uh, the next obstacle was called Gorilla Hills or something like that. And I remember looking up at these hills, and they were some of the most gargantuous hills I've ever seen in my life. And I saw little things moving on the hills, and those were people. And I said, how am I going to do this? My knee, I don't have the leg strength. I don't have the hammies. I don't have the quads. I can't do it. And so I put my head down, and I started climbing up the hill like backwards. I started using my arms. It was a lot of different things. When I got to the top, I almost felt like I wanted to cry. And I remember these, you know, the girls were up there, and they were having a little bit of fun, and they were laughing, and, you know, a couple of other things. And I saw this other Singaporean guy. He's like, dude, you all right? I was like, yeah, man. And you know what? I was like, okay, Arsenio, just tug, tuck your head between your legs, shut it up, shut off all that outside noise, and be you and your thoughts. So there it was. And next thing you know, finally I found a toilet because I had some indigestion going, absolutely horrific. And next thing you know, 13 k.m., 14 k.m., 15 k.m., I began to believe in myself again. That was the moment. I was like, man, I believe in myself. Because at that 16 k.m. and then 17 k.m., I'm like, am I really going to finish? Of course, I still have the ice chamber, you know, that ridiculous uh, Arctic enema is what they call it in Tough Mudder. You got to go in ice, and then right after that was the electroshock therapy. And I remember those volts going through me like no tomorrow. But after that race, it was the greatest sense of fulfillment. But it wasn't only that. It was the fact that I was able to overcome all of those things. I had these flashbacks and all these comments, and they started coming to me while I was doing this race. And while I was running, I was like, I won't let these opinions defeat me. Because these opinions are, it's basically the the physical pain that I'm going through right now. And so after that, 2016 came around. Now, of course, 2016, there was still just a little bit of it. There was some, uh, let's say, some residual in terms of racism and whatnot. But then I went to Vietnam. And then I'm like, oh, my God, not all Asian women. There were just so many rites of passages that I that went through me in 2016. Then there were, you know, work work related problems because guys were trying to blackmail me saying, oh, well, I know what you said about these guys. If you don't all these ridiculous things were happening, but it was nothing in regards to racial hatred. And so in 2016, I did another race in Bali, Indonesia, greatest country, greatest. I mean, no, the greatest island on the planet, Bali. Did another one. That one was actually a resort, st- resort stay type feel. It was just wonderful. And then, of course, 2017, that's when it just took off. I did a Tough Mudder in Malaysia. I did another one in, uh, of course, here in Thailand. And then this year, I'm going on my third one in three weeks. And then, of course, I might do the hurricane heat either in Australia, well, more than likely in Australia, or I might just tag along, go to Hong Kong or something like that. But, guys, this keeps me on my heels. It wakes me up. In order for me to attain the goals that I am after, I'm talking about these gargantuous, I'm, I'm talking, oh my God, these colossal things that I am reaching for. Not only me, but my content writer and other mentors and coaches who we are trying to do massive collaborations to bring growth and to bring things to other people. In order for me to do that, I'm going to have to put myself through an insurmountable amount of pain. A lot of you are like, damn, you could just do that at the gym. No, I cannot. Because the things that I face on these courses, it also directs what I have been through in my life. When I get ready to give up, 
I remember my father giving up on me and dropping me off at a doorstep of a house with my siblings in 1999, telling us to go knock on the door and see if your mother's there, and he drove off. Luckily, my mother was there, or else we'd be in a foster home. See, so many people have given up on me. So in order for me to not give up on myself, I'm going to have to put myself in. I think that's what Thailand, this is why Thailand ultimately just came about, because I put myself through so much emotional pain here to whereas I became impervious to the ignorance. You see what I mean? Not only that, now, because I think I was looking in the mirror while looking at some of these Thai women. Let me explain. A lot of these women, they give me dirty looks. I, I think it's because I was giving myself dirty looks. I didn't believe in myself because you know what? Right now, they look at me and they smile. That has never happened before in my life. So what am I going to say now? Oh, well, no, they're not. No, it's actually the image of me. I've recreated it into the person I've become. All these affirmations, which I'm going to talk about in a very, very short segment, coming up in a blog very, very shortly this weekend. I do, I do believe that the looks that people give to you is a direct reflection of what you give yourself. And so Tough Mudder changed my life. These Spartan races pushed me to the limit. The amount of hell and the pain that I'm getting ready to go through in three days is going to be unprecedented. Nothing. like Tough Mudder has nothing on what, what's about to happen in three weeks. The things that I'm going to have to carry, the obstacles I'm going to have to go through, the mud, the this, the that, you name it. Malaysia, they utilize all hills there in Putrajaya. I'm going to go through the darkest parts of probably my soul and come out a renowned man. That's why I do these races. So now you guys know the drop story. You know the backstory. You know it all. So guys, with that being said, man, you got to stay tuned for more because hell is upon me. <laughs> Not you, but me. I don't know. Call myself a, sad, uh, a sadist if you want. Well, let me call myself a sadist. You could call me a sadist if you want. Yeah, hell, you could call me anything. You can call me anything and everything. I've heard everything. <laughs> but I love it. I don't know how can someone, just like tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning, I'm going to have, well, actually, it depends when I actually post this podcast. I don't know when I'm going to post it. But I put myself through physical pain Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at the gym. And the amount of pain, I mean, I don't know how I do it. And it's difficult. It's really, really difficult. 45 minutes. The one-hour session, fuck that. I almost threw up last Monday. But why do I do it? It's because I, 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 I'm thirsty for growth. See, when you become thirsty for growth, <laughs> your entire life will change. This is your host, Arsenio, as usual, over and out.